speed rap and like his hip hop style is fantastic. And it was followed directly by the uh, the cast party. Pretty much, nice. yeah. 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 Well, on that note, let's get this cast party started. Welcome, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen, to Geeks with Kids, your weekly conversational podcast about everything parenty, geeky, and pop culture. I guess. Anyway, so I'm your host tonight, Aaron, and with us is James. Say hi, James. Hello, how are you? Good, good, doing well. And uh, with us uh, again tonight is Marty. Hey, I'm very happy to be back. Thank you. Hey, hey. thanks for joining us, guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Spears and uh, Eric are on location doing family things uh, tonight. Uh, I know Spears has uh, some holidays that he's uh, celebrating today, and uh, Eric, I think, is uh, home uh, looking after uh, the little one uh, tonight. So maybe... Priorities. Yeah, the maybe priorities. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fatherhood comes first, always. So tonight, uh, first up, we're going to jump into Lin-Manuel Miranda's crucible cast party video from saturday night live because i figured because we've all uh had our uh, had our share of theatrical experiences over the years i would love to get your guys uh, impressions on what that was like because for me that was close to the bone like it was painfully awkward to watch because for me back in the day in your teenage years you're like oh man the cast party is everything you know and it's like oh wow it was just filled with teen spirit awkwardness it was so awesome um thoughts james what did you think too many flashbacks to parties that we've had at your place yes i've right had a few. Too. I, I couldn't believe i started laughing and i couldn't realize I didn't realize I'm watching this, and you didn't know what it was at first. You know, they've got him up on stage, and then they're like, cast party. And yes. I, I started laughing because I'm going, I've been to this one. Right up to the point <laughs> where they brought out the VHS, or the, sorry, the DVD copy oh. of the of the play that they had just been in the night before. And I'm going, <laughs> and, we've, and that, we've done that, but it was a VHS. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, DVDs did not exist back then. Yeah. No. <laughs> And it was like, oh, wait, let's watch last year's production of yeah. whatever it was. Um, <laughs> Marty, how about you? Uh, thoughts on uh, Crucible uh, Cast Party? Uh, yeah, I've definitely hosted one of those uh, at, my, at my parents' house as well. And, uh, yeah, a lot of it you're watching and you're just howling because it's right spot right on. Although for me, it made me think about... Uh, the kids I'm teaching and their cast parties they've been having. And I get, I, I hear bits and pieces and, and, uh, I have a feeling that that was all very, what if I showed them, they'd all laugh just as hard. Cause I think, I don't think it's changed <laughs> very much. Yeah, yeah. You think they would, you think they would totally like be like, Oh yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Or do you think they would be like, uh, uh, it's <clears throat> actually really serious. Yeah. Well, other than I think, beyond the 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 alcohol factor that would be about the only thing that uh, they would tell me <laughs> because they're they're all just a little too open with me about some of these things but yeah. uh other than the other than the, the alcohol content which i would say would be the same for my high school cast parties as well yeah um, that was that was the one thing i noticed that they left out was the lack of booze there was from what i could recall from a lot of 
cast parties, there was a lot of booze Absolutely. going on. I seem to recall somebody, a mutual friend of ours, and a plate of jello shooters. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Oh, no. <laughs> and I think that one was uh, shortly followed by somebody doing the beer bong headstand. I'm not going to name names, just in case that they happen to be listening. <laughs> I'm not sure if they are or not, but... Um, yeah, that was impressive. And, yeah. uh, but, uh, I think my favorite memory of one of the cast parties was my dad, who's, um, a couple inches taller than I am. He's uh, just shy of like six, two, I would say. And probably, uh, probably like close to like three fifty. um, picking up our friend, uh, Andrew Noble, who's six, five, and uh, probably was about 300 pounds himself at that point. Maybe, I don't know, maybe 250. But my dad picked him up like under like under the waist, lifted him up and walked him to the door at one point just to like send a message to everybody and be all like, there's going to be no trouble in this, in this party. This is my house. <laughs> That's right. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, your, pl- your place was actually the, it, it was the main gathering place for all of us. You know, we had those parties, but you always knew that you could get away with almost anything. Almost. <laughs> almost anything. <laughs> almost. <laughs> but the rules yeah. were there. It, it wasn't just the cast parties. We, How many other parties did we have there? Oh, quite a few. Uh, there were some New Year's parties. Um, uh, parties when parents were there. Parties when parents weren't there kind of thing. The uh, Yeah, there were <laughs> there was a few. And they, um, But the cast parties were, were unique. They were a unique piece. Oh, yes. Because yes. There, was a, there was a group of people that normally would not hang out together. Yes. That's true. Yeah. That's yep. true. Brought together by a different kind of sort of bond. And yeah, the cast parties <laughs> were a unique animal, that's for sure. <laughs> Booze and hormones. Yeah. <laughs> and massage trains. Oh, my God. I, like, I lost <laughs> I it when I saw that. I'm like, a very specific memory of, an, of a massage train from our Mac days. Uh, I think might have been a bit before your time, Aaron. We did uh, Shakespeare's Love's Labor's Lost as one of oh, the fall nice. majors. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. there was a definite massage train um, <laughs> at the cast party after that. <laughs> so were there yes. any ele- were there any elements other than booze missing from the cast party video? Like, was there one thing that it was like, oh, no, 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 there's this one trope, this one archetype that every cast party has that he didn't touch on? Hmm. Not that I'm aware James. Yeah. No, Not it was pretty good. Nah, booze, I think, was the biggest one. Booze um, was the biggest one. There's usually some awkward, strange hookup. Yes. Maybe that that was missing. Two people disappear that had no business being together uh, and uh, and disappear for a length of time and then return <laughs> later on. And uh, and everybody knows what, what just yeah, went everybody happened. everybody knew. And, oh yeah, uh, that would be. I mean, there was close when the two people went to the to the closet. I thought that's what that scene was going to be, but then of course it yeah. was watching the DVD of the show they just finished. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I think you kind of kid both, you know. Absolutely, both yeah, stereotypes sure. there. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the guitar player. There was always one dude who brought the guitar. Yep, absolutely. And he knew, like he knew he had the room. And he knew that the girls were looking at him. And he knew maybe one a song. Guys were looking. And that's it. He knew that one Coldplay song before Coldplay was I know a riff to Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
could play the opening of Stairway to Heaven. All right, fair enough. No stairway. I'm just going with the harmonica, okay? <laughs> As that one guy that you just wanted to go all, like, um, John Belushi, like, animal. Just, sorry. <laughs> Smash that guitar. Yep. All right. Uh, moving along. Um, Duke Nukem. How many, did you guys ever play Duke Nukem back in the day? Years ago, yeah. Like Duke Nukem 3D? A little. Uh, more of a Wolfenstein guy myself, but... Oh, Nice. Um, Duke Nukem 20th Anniversary launched today. They brought it back for Windows, PlayStation, and Xbox. And I'm <laughs> tickled. I'm excited because that was one of my first gateway games to 3D gaming. Uh, Wolfenstein, I think, was the first one, but I think Duke Nukem was the one that solidified that I like a little bit of dark humor and gallows humor to my, um, to my first person. Oh, you were, you were there just because the girls in the bikinis. Well, you know, that was a bonus, um, but uh, no, like, again, like, it's the kind of game that it's like, oh, it would be a lot of fun to play. I don't know if it would be fun to go back and revisit it again, but uh, I guess the one question I have is if there was a video game from, like, back in the day you would want them to bring back so that you could play, uh, for me, other than Duke Nukem, any, any kind of, like, next-gen console, um, like for me, the next one would be Blood, and it was uh, sort of like in the vein of Duke Nukem, but it had more of a horror theme to it, um, where you would basically go around and savagely murder people with like voodoo magic and uh, Tommy guns and all kinds of weird uh, horror movie weaponry. It was it was really good, and some of the levels they designed too were based off of. Um, uh, well-known horror movies. The like my favorite one was the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. So I would want to see that. I would want to see that as a remake. So uh, James, uh, if there's a video game that you would want to see redone from back in the day, what would it be? Back in the day, well, I'm, I'm you know I'm looking forward to the the reboot of the old Nintendo ones, being able to play those again. But the one that I think the one that I got into as a first-person shooter. Would be the uh, what was that Star Wars Dark? Oh, Dark Forces. Dark Forces. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That as a on a console, cleaned up a little bit. That would be mm-hmm. fantastic. Especially the first one because that one was no Jedi powers or anything. So I think it would. F- that, that was yeah. just you shooting. Yeah, I think that one would fit in really well with uh, trying to Rogue Squadron shoot. or not Rogue Squadron. Rogue One, Rogue one coming up soon. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Marty, any uh, any picks for a video game you would want to re-see? Or? Uh, well, after you mentioned uh, Dark Forces, I immediately thought of uh, a big chunk of the 90s for me was spent on TIE Fighter. Yes. Uh, and how much fun that would be to have that back. And the idea that you could play for the dark side, I think, was a, a big, strong pull for me. Uh, but uh, the one, first one that came to mind when you brought up the topic was a PC game called Eleventh Guest. And, yes. Okay. Oh, so nice. Heard of it. Yeah, and it was a puzzle game. Like you were going through this haunted house, basically, and you had to solve little puzzles in order to. I can't remember if you were trying to save somebody or just get out of the house. And there was a uh, an entity, a force that was uh, mocking you at every turn. And this was before. Uh, I mean, the internet was in its basic basic infancy this is probably 90 96 ish around there and um 
And uh, all you could do is sort of move from room to room and then look for clues or solve the puzzles. And and uh, you couldn't get help from the internet. You couldn't look online to see how to solve <laughs> this. You had to fight until you actually solved the puzzles. And it was a fun, fun game. And I remember enjoying that quite a bit. So if you could somehow mix uh, something like a... Um, oh, the... <clears throat> uh, oh, there's a, a game of a first-person guy. He's got, like, a flashlight. Um, uh, you can only see what the flashlight looks at for parts of the game. Oh, um... Not Resident Evil. No, no, no. It's, it's a more of a... No, it's it's out for Xbox and stuff. Black cover. Hmm. Oh, that's going to... But anyway, it's like a first-person sort of mystery game. Uh, right. But then mix in with the puzzles, and I think you could, you'd have a winner there for me. I think I know the one you're talking about. If Eric it's, was it's here, the, he'd let the, us know. It's the guy's <laughs> name is the uh, the name of the game. Okay. Oh, that isn't the one I'll look into. Oh, yeah, I'll look into that one. But stuffed animals are coming to life? No, no, that's not it. Oh, Five Nights yeah. at Freddy's? No. Five Nights at Freddy's? No. Something, it, something yeah. <laughs> I know the game you're talking about, James. But yeah. But no, yeah, like a um, like a good old fashioned, yeah, like just like puzzle adventure game. Uh, Missed. Uh, that's another one that kind of comes to mind. But uh, oh yeah, but didn't yeah, that? Yeah. Did, but didn't didn't your game Marty have like a sequel as well? Yeah, or? there was something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, moving on. Uh, next up, um, New York uh, Comic Con uh, this week uh, was happening. Is go? happening? I guess still. A, Nope. Point. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But a lot of stuff came out of that that I want to get like some first impressions and some kind of like some reads on. Um, first up, the Iron Fist uh, teaser trailer. Uh, first impressions to the next uh, to the next Marvel uh, TV series. Uh, James, did you get a chance to check it out or? I checked it out, and I don't think there was enough there to give me a. a, a f- Yes or no, but we all know as soon as it comes out, we're going to binge watch it anyways, mm-hmm. and we know yeah, it's going yeah. to be good. But so, like my because I'm not a huge Iron Fist uh, uh, fan, I don't follow him. Uh, tell me, how is he different from Daredevil? Okay, Danny Rad is essentially like a Bruce Wayne, multimillionaire. Okay. His parents crash land in in the. Some some Asian country, he winds up being saved and raised by these monks. And right. he develops... Remember, he was a character of the 70s, much like Luke Cage was. Right. He was the kung fu movies versus the black exploitation shaft right, films. Right. So he was the character that got the chi powers and the, the Bruce Lee, but he was a white guy. And right. His power is that he has this. He he's got this force in his. He's got an iron fist. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he he can channel his energy, and he's got martial arts built abilities. And yeah, but he's also a, a millionaire. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's he came back, and he was always teamed with Power Fist as one of the heroes for hire. But he was the huh? the heart and soul where where Luke Cage was the emotion. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, so kind of a good uh, so kind of a good first impression, James. Or you want to see more? I want to see more. I want to see more. I know it'll be great, but I know that they can only show you so much. Yeah. So 
that was what I was left with thinking because I don't like I'm like Aaron I don't know I don't know really almost anything about uh, until I watched the trailer and I came out of it not knowing a whole lot more other than he had <laughs> martial arts powers and abilities and, and a really uh, good right hand a good right and, hand. and a yeah. big chest, chest tattoo. Yeah. And a big chest tattoo, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, um, I mean, mm. other than um, a big fan of Daredevil, I thought Jessica Jones was fabulous. I will get around to Luke Cage. And <laughs> I find it interesting that with maybe the least known of the four uh, Defenders, that they announced that there will be the Defenders series. So almost making that even if you weren't a fan of Iron Fist, you have to watch because you're going to need to when Defenders comes out in yeah. 2017. Yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great marketing ploy to have like all these properties just come together. Yeah, uh, and did you see they now they've also added originally it was only going to be the four, now it looks like it'd be five. Oh, we're getting the Punisher series. That Punisher. would uh, that would be a lot of fun to see him uh, in there in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Would he Would he fit in there? Or? Oh, definitely. I think they yeah. I think they picked all the right characters and they've picked that that Marvel you know what they dubbed the Marvel Knights mm-hmm. that darker the street heroes or something I heard a term yeah the street yeah if it's if it's not uh, realistic you know you're not getting the aliens coming down we're not <laughs> they're not interacting with the Guardians of the Galaxy no if it's an, if it's not realistic it's DC yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, moving on. Just to move, uh, just to move back for a quick second. The video game, yeah, sure. the game I was trying to think of, Alan Wake. Have Alan you ever played Wake. Okay. Wake, W-A-K-E. Alan Wake. Yeah. Uh, it's a psychological thriller kind of game, and uh, nice. you've got to you've got to solve the mystery, but it's not puzzles. So if they somehow mixed Alan Wake with Eleventh Guest, I think that would be. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> right. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Maybe put that in the liners for later. Yep. Yeah, always in, always in the mood for a good adventure game. <clears throat> it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's much less shoot 'em um, up, more explore. Yeah, I'm finding that I'm going back to those games. I'm getting very like I can't stop. I can't put Fallout Four down though. But it's like <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see it through to the end. Mm-hmm. It's so repetitive, but <laughs> I just gotta finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, moving up, uh, moving along. Uh, Power Rangers uh, <laughs> teaser trailer also came out of New York Comic Con. I know Eric is a big fan of Power Rangers, and he's very excited to go and see it. Um, I don't know, uh, Marty. Uh, what were your? Did you see the Power Rangers uh, teaser trailer? I did, or? yeah, and I, I watched a very little bit of the old. Uh, live action TV series, just enough to know right. to know what was going on. I was a bit old. It was more watching it for the <laughs> repetitive comedy and how much it reminded me of Voltron and that kind of business. Uh, but, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't remember them having superpowers. Right. Mm-hmm. They were just regular kids until they suited up. Like they could, like some of them could do martial arts yes. and some of them could do gymnastics. For sure, but. Um, yeah, it wasn't like all of a sudden they became jacked. <laughs> yeah. You know? like so They weren't Spider-Man. No, like this kind of reminded me, <laughs> I'm showing my age here quite a bit, this reminded me of the greatest American hero. Great show. Yes! <laughs> Great show. Oh. There's a TV show I would love to see come back. Yeah. 
is just the regular Joe guy who just gets this who finds crazy a suit. There's been a talk of them trying to William Cat the uh, the guy that played the original Greatest American Hero was trying to get a series or a movie okay. out of it. And there's still talk of it. <laughs> I would drop money to see yep. that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just to hear the theme song again, it's worth a dollar. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, but uh, and I'd love to see that blonde fro going back fighting crime. That'd be great. Blonde fros are coming back, man. Have mm-hmm. you seen that kid in that one commercial lately for some grown thing or something? There it is. Something's happened. Oh, here you go. Happened to it's me. cast party now because we're all singing the songs. Love I it. can't believe it's my town. Suddenly I am on top of the world. It should have been somebody else. Believe it or not, I'm walking <laughs> on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Oh, you turned it off. Okay. <laughs> you listen to that the first couple bars. How many how many great themes did Mike Post do? Ooh. I mean, the entire 80s, if it wasn't a Mike Post theme song, you didn't watch that TV show. Did he do Love Boat as well? Oh, probably. probably. It's funny. I, he had that keyboard and, t- 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 you know, hey, I'm knocking off another yeah. one. D- 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 <laughs> you know, here's the A-team. D- 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 I was just watching Westworld uh, today and I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, this is the 21st century version of Fantasy Island, so to speak. Mm. I was like, yeah, a little bit. Had a little bit of it. Uh, had a little bit of that in there. Um, but speaking of funky music, in the first episode, did you catch some of the background yes. songs? Um, that 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 threw me for a loop. I'm like, what am I? What am I hearing right now? And so and I were sitting there. We're like, that was weird, and it. Uh, isn't that? Isn't that? And you're like, oh my god! That it was is. Black Hole Sun. That was a Black that Hole was, Sun. Yeah, that was a grand or player piano version of Black Hole Sun. Player, exactly. And, that was funky. And uh, Paint that's it black in the saloon. Yeah, Stones. yeah, yeah. I was like, Man, yeah, yeah. Paint it black. Paint it black was the other one. And you just it almost takes like a few bars, like you said. Mm, like, is that? Am I hearing what I think? I know. I totally or? missed it the first time around because. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't catch it. And Sarah's like, that's Black Hole yeah. Sun. And I'm like, you're right. What? <laughs> oh my God, that was so awesome. So now I'm, of course, listening for it every single time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice any music like that in the second episode. No, I was listening for it and I... They used up all the rights? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> they used up all their music money. But, uh, but the first episode uh, was... Actually, both episodes of that show... Uh, a very intriguing, very mysterious, very much. I need to know the as uh, uh, Ed Harris and his character and looking for the deeper levels. Yes. That's got me really, really, really interested. Um, now, is this going to be a series that, after the first couple episodes, is this something that could develop into a Game of Thrones for HBO, who, or is this uh, is this a limited run? Well. I would have thought limited run, but I've seen uh, websites talking about season two already. Mm-hmm. And the the eight or ten episode season one, we're only two episodes in. I think so. And they're already talking season two. I don't 
I hope it has the longevity. I'm worried that they're going to sort of reveal everything within a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. and I'll be really disappointed. Yeah. But if they can maintain the mystery, like the Twin Peaksy kind of mystery to it <laughs> like all, the, lo- the last long game here. We're trapped in an island. Exactly. I found a hatch. Season two, I can't open the hatch. Season three, I'm down the hatch. Season four, oh no, we're stuck in time. <laughs> for me, and I, I mean, I know that today's culture wants their answers immediately, and they can't wait for things. And that's the millennial kind of culture. But mm-hmm. man, I love when shows are able to do yeah. that. Like I loved Twin Peaks. Yes, yes, so sucked me into every episode and I loved Lost and those kinds of shows and I'm just begging for Westworld to be that kind of show that long game payoff yeah Yeah. I think we need that I think that's what I like about now the the new series that we're getting we're only getting like 10 episodes we're going to that European style very much you've got you know instead of burning out like have you guys ever seen the show episodes yep yes Okay, so there's a, there's a great line Is that the one in there. With, uh, and they Matt go, LeBlanc? Yep. Matt LeBlanc. And, that, and they said, Matt LeBlanc, okay, we're going to make your co-star a lesbian. So you're not going to have a romantic interest with her. And he says, how many episodes did you do of the series in the UK? They said, oh, we did six a year. <laughs> he goes, and how many total? Well, we did six seasons. He says, how many episodes? Though? Well, that's, uh, you know, worked out to be like 24 episodes. He goes... That's one season in America. He says, so if you immediately say they, these two characters can't get together, he says, where do you, you've written them into a hole. Nobody's going to care. He says, I have to sustain this. For, you have got to basically take all your episodes, put them into one season, and then what do you do for season two? <laughs> Same idea. We're getting these, these Daredevil type series where we can do 10 episodes, 10 mm-hmm. really solid mm-hmm. episodes. And then they go off and they can write ten more episodes. Yeah. By the time we get to the end of season two, we're still at one season of Supernatural, <laughs> where you've had half the episodes are great, half the episodes are, eh, okay, they're filler. There's no need for yeah. filler. Yeah, yeah. And because of the binge-watching mentality, you can write a tighter episode. You don't have to have those long periods of re-explaining yeah. things, because people have already watched the three episodes previous, probably in the same night. There was a weird thing in television that I think happened around the turn of the century, as we call it, uh, around the year 2000, where TV went from being episodic to these, you know, one season tells one story. And uh, it really, I think one of the big changes was 24. Of course, it was uh, 24 episodes a year. We weren't quite to what we are now. But I think shows like that really changed the way people watched Mm -hmm. television. And I think 24 just came at the right time uh, where people were ready to watch every single mm-hmm. episode or buy every DVD and, and, uh, and binge watch this kind of television. And now, once they realize that, I think they can't go back. They can't go <laughs> back to a show like Cheers yeah. or something like that where nobody develops or changes for 14 years, the Cliff Clavin's still sitting in the bar telling the same stories. Like, you can't go back to that. We have to be in these long-form stories now, and uh, the only way to do it and do it well seems to be the shorter seasons. So it's it's been a really, I think, a really cool, cool transition in television from uh, the year 2000 
and then in through the first, and then you know twenty four, and then lost, and then uh, I'm sure a, a handful of other examples. And now we can't go yeah. back. It's well, it's hard because you you look at you know the Big Bang Theory or uh, Two and a Half Men or all those series. I mean, they're the, they're the exceptions to the rule anymore. Chuck Lorre is the only one yeah. who can do it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody <laughs> else is doing that. Okay, you got a little bit on ABC with uh, uh, Modern Family and those yep. type of shows. Yeah, but. Yeah, but Again, even still, modern. We came from a whole. But even still, Modern Family yeah, has ahead. like a little bit of growth to the characters, and there are still some through lines that follow through. Like, yeah, some of their adventures and things like that uh, change from week to week, but uh, you still kind of get like a little. Especially, I don't think you can name a drama. Yeah. That is like, um, like, like going back to the '80s and stuff like Saint Elsewhere or something like uh, Dallas or something like. Um, I'm trying to think of a 90s example. Uh, well, they are trying to bring back Dynasty. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, but you see, if they brought it back, they would tell one story as opposed to... And even um, the one one other series that kind of bridged the gap a little bit was The X-Files. Mm, yeah. Because The X-Files would go from their Monster of the Week episodes, which were old school, and then you'd have the you know six or eight episodes a year that would continue the... The, the the truth is out there mystery mm-hmm. and uh, Mulder's big mystery and if you ever try to watch the X-Files now which I did a couple of years ago and I really found some of those episodic those monster of the week episodes you're you're kind of bored and you're like okay mm-hmm. I want to get back mm-hmm. to the story because you know the because you know the formula you, you see that too like even in the comic book writing sorry yeah the well, the comic book writing the comic book writing kind of carried the same because a lot of those guys were writing both yeah. And you can see where it's the, instead of the Monster of the Week, it used to be you had one or two episodes, or one or two, one or two issues, and they would tell a, an overarc story. Mm-hmm. There'd be a filler story, kind of a, a pick-up point where you could pick up the story mid-level, and then jump into another three or four episode, uh, or issue arc. Now they're writing for the, you know, you, you'll have a writer like a Bendis who will come in and he will write an overarching story that might go seven to 12 uh, issues. Yeah. Because he knows that I can sell two graphic novels based on these two Mm -hmm. books. And so the mandate is no filler, but there's no jumping on point for over a year for any new readers. And you see almost a, they're, they're trying to go back and and gather up some of these people, but they're, they're saying, well, we got to write these, these huge epic stories and, and it's losing people. Because if you, it's like watching a new TV series. Yeah. You're not going to jump in at, a, at episode three if you don't know you can't where, do what's been going on. Can, I, yeah. I can't think of a drama, certainly none that I watch. I mean, CSI's were mm-hmm. close. Uh, their they characters still had an arc, but at least you had a different crime to solve yeah. every week. And that was probably, I mean, they're probably, now that they're all done, they're probably mm-hmm. the last. Like I've never watched Criminal Minds, so I can't speak to Again, that. Yeah, Law and Order yeah. was 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 Long a great one. Yeah. It was another one that had you know a new case each week. And yeah, Criminal Minds could was be very, episodic, yeah, was very much like here's the case of the week. But again, some characters had some had some uh, 
uh, longer arcs that would play out over the course of the season too. Yeah, and CSI would, especially the last half of the CSI seasons, there would be that one villain that would show up every third, fourth episode. He'd come back for three, and then yeah. he'd be gone for a while, and then come back for the season finale kind of thing. Yeah. And they would kind of mix the long form with the episodic. But yeah. it's very, very, like we're all saying, it's very, very rare now mm-hmm. uh, to see episodic television. It's uh, more about, and now uh, with what Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all of them are doing, they're building it for the binge. So they're giving mm-hmm. you... Ten episode seasons and uh, and they work and they absolutely <laughs> really work. It absolutely works. It would be interesting uh, to just see if a drama could do the uh, the episodic take mm. and just do like one offs every episode for like maybe like ten episodes and just see what that would what that would <laughs> feel and look like, just as like an experiment or something. Mm. I don't know. It'd be kind of yeah, I don't know. All right. Too much money to risk on it. Too much money. To yeah, risk. way too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, and especially uh, you know it's not easy pitching a pitching a TV show like uh, no, Kevin I'm... Smith. <laughs> oh, hey, right. see what I did there? Yeah, I know it's not on the notes, but uh, <laughs> nice go Kevin segue. Smith. He's pitching. He's pitching Mallrats uh, the TV series now instead Mall of Mallrats to the movie. So, mm-hmm. um, I hope somebody picks it up. Uh, it'll be great. Uh, I. It'll be interesting to see if he gets picked up, which characters, uh, which actors and actresses he's going to bring back. Especially, I don't know if you've seen this uh, recently, uh, Shannon Doherty is going through a, uh, going through an upward, uh, going up a uphill uh, battle with, uh, with uh, cancer right now. And uh, it looks like she's fighting the good fight, but, uh, you know, like that's, you know. It's a tough thing to come back from. So it would be interesting to see if she mm-hmm. if she comes back, if the TV show gets picked up kind of I think thing. Jason Lee's almost assuredly in, based on uh, Kevin well, Smith. he owes him. Yeah, yeah based on Kevin Smith's, <laughs> Kevin Smith's last few podcasts, his uh, Smodcast, he's been talking, uh, mentioning G- Jason Lee a couple of times, especially when talking about Mallrats. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think he's in. But other than that, it would be be interesting uh, yeah you're right it'd be interesting to see who all they brought back mm-hmm. it'd be interesting yeah. to see the network that picks them up though, yes because you know that it's kevin smith movie yeah are you getting kevin smith the guy that made clerks or are you getting kevin smith the guy that made yoga hosers yeah <laughs> exactly i i feel it would be uh, oh. kevin smith clerks kevin smith because i feel he knows yeah. that his movies that he's making right now those are his passion projects and these uh, the other ones I think these are the ones that are gonna basically pay the bills. So I think he's gonna he'll play it a little bit safe, but maybe edgy enough that it will you know it'll give us what we want. So I don't know. That's my thought. <laughs> well, you know he's he's got a great relationship right now with a, uh, AMC. Would AMC mm. allow him the latitude to do what clerks or well clerks or Mall rats. I mean, the language and some of the other stuff is a little bit more risque. Yeah. yeah. Would they allow that on their network? Or is he going to have to go to a Netflix or an Amazon? I think he'd be lucky if he could go to Netflix. I don't think that would be... I mean, it would maybe be less money for him, but I think he would be lucky to go to Netflix. I think mm-hmm. the downgrade is like Hulu or Amazon. Yeah. yeah. 
that's where he's just doing it and hope yeah. that somebody else picks it up for season two or something like that. Yeah, and hopes that it doesn't get lost. Exactly. Because you know, a lot of those networks are not going to. No. There's, there's only so much money in Ezra's team with yeah. a lot of those. Yeah. They're just getting, they're, they're getting uh, turned off. Yeah. Well, we just lost, what, Show Me. In, yeah, in, that's in, right. In yeah, I heard about that. surprising, yeah. Yeah. They, they got, uh, well, their business model was trying to compete directly with Netflix yeah, and try to do it for the same price point. Yeah, yeah, no. and they didn't have. And actually, the they content. weren't at the same price point. They were more expensive. Oh, if you wow. had a, if you had Show Me by itself, so you weren't a Rogers customer, uh, it was uh, I think twelve ninety nine, or even fourteen ninety nine. So it wasn't even at the same price point. Mm. Uh, and then I, you, I, then, I, yeah, go ahead. Then you got Crave, yeah. which is went in at half the price. But said, you know what? We're going to only do only going to do TV. Yep. Are we going to do the old TV that isn't on, isn't being serviced by yep. Netflix, the Cheers and the Night Courts and, and those type of shows? West Wing. <laughs> and we're also going to go and get anything that we have a property for. So they had all the CTV yep. Bell licensed TV shows. Yep. They said we're going to pick up those shows, and they've already negotiated the digital license. Yep. So all the shows that would normally go to Netflix, like The Flash and all that's, the WB shows. Yep, that's where I'm they watching. That's where I'm watching The Flash, is on oh. Crave TV right now. So if Crave TV would like to sponsor a podcast, hey, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> sweet. Okay, um, next topic. There's an interview. I'm trying to pull it back up here. I can't remember if it was with Bruce Campbell or with uh, Sam Raimi mm-hmm. here uh, discussing the. Uh, the failed Ash versus Freddy versus Jason movie. It did come out as a comic book a little while ago, but uh, they indicated that the reason why it had failed was because the only character that he would have had uh, creative control over would have been Ash. And when you mix, I guess, too many, you know, too many chefs into that uh, murderous horror movie schlocky, sticky kind of uh, blender mess there, you're not going to get uh, a very suitable product. No. But it got me to thinking, especially with Halloween like right around the corner here, uh, what would be some fun, maybe like 80s or 90s horror movies that you would want to see cross over and face off against each other? Because I was, I was a huge fan of uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was one of the best, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best uh, monster team-ups ever, I think. But uh, for mm-hmm. me, right now, yeah, I would have said I was, you know, Aliens versus Predator, and that look at what a mess that, that was. That was a good idea on paper. Um, for yeah, like that should have been so much better well, the, 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 than it was. Yeah, yeah the yeah. seeds were planted right in the original in the original yeah. Predator movie with the aliens uh, uh, skeleton. Yeah. In the in the predator's lair, yeah. so the seeds were planted. You'd think it would, yeah. Now, Aaron, you and I went to that movie, <laughs> the, the Aliens one. versus Predator one, and I think we both had the same Alien Aliens versus Predator. I think we both had the same reaction as we walked out, going, "Yeah, it's it could have been better." You know, how how could you how could you have done that with those that setup? Yeah, for one. Um, you set it in the Arctic or the Antarctic or wherever it was, and that was just that's a fail already. You don't set it in the snow. Um, 
too. There was something about the predator's eyes. They were too human looking. Like they've made it very human Ooh. and I guess so that way that the audience could empathize with the character a little bit more, but it was oh, it was just a mess. For me, I always wanted to see. I don't know if they've ever done this in comic book um form or not. Um I would love to see uh, a Terminator, like a Terminator-style movie with a Terminator. Maybe not Arnold Schwarzenegger, but a Terminator movie um, with either like, Sam, with either, like uh, Robocop or Predator. Name. Like Terminator versus Predator, I think, would be a fun one. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like if, there's a, like if there's another kind of like action movie or even like horror movie crossover... With like Leatherface and somebody, um, uh, oh the the creepy, Big Trouble Little China meets meets. Uh, meets you Ash. know what? Could you imagine Ash and? I would pay. I would if I ever win the lottery. I will finance this. There you go, Jack Burton and Ash. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know what I would do is Red Dead Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead Revolver, <laughs> the zombie version. With Kurt Russell. <laughs> as I'm excited character. to see Kurt Russell as, uh, <laughs> sort of, as, uh, yeah, as Star-Lord's dad. Ego. We'll see how that goes. But anyway. Marty, any, uh... Curious what music, uh, curious what music he would listen to. I feel... Star-Lord's dad. I feel he would be 70s. I feel he would be 70s. Um, like... 70s? Like, uh, some Bee Gees or something, uh... Or hard rock, so maybe, maybe, uh, some, maybe CCR. some CCR, some Leonard maybe more Skinner. CCR, you know. Yes, more Leonard Speak, Skinner. Yeah. Speaking of westerns, though, and uh, I saw this weekend the Magnificent Seven remake. Mm. Oh, how was it? Fantastic. Really? Yep. Seven, very cool. Stereotypical. You've got your Asian guy played by Storm Shadow. You got <laughs> Star Lord. You got Ethan Hawke. You got, you know. Denzel and 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 uh, oh, um, uh, Kingpin um, himself is in it. Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool characters. Very likable characters. It's it's a popcorn movie, but it's popcorn with you know it's a, it's an old western shootable. Very, very uh, uh, you know, highly recommend it. If you're not going in for looking for you know anything too serious. But the originals was was the same way. Hmm. But it's just funny that you were saying just Chris Pine westerns and <laughs> you know same idea. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, and uh, he equated himself very well. Yeah, yeah. He 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 managed himself very well in that. Nice. I think the westerns are coming back. I want to see more. I want to see a couple more westerns here. I think we well, should. They got a lot of those Asian movies coming up too. The, the oh, Asian the, army movies. Well, speaking of Asian, uh, news, uh, possible news out. Um, the live-action version of Mulan is going to have an all-Asian cast. Now, that should be just like a, well, dur it should, right? Kind of thing, but... Yeah. <laughs> in this day and age, in Hollywood, that's a, I feel that's a big deal. Yep. I, feel that's a, I think it's a really big deal. It's too bad that it's a big deal, but yeah, it is a big yeah. deal. Well, you know, Disney, they're going to get Johnny Depp to play one of them. He'll play the dragon. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
No, all Asian. Eric, Eric will back, back me up on this one if he was here. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to start wrapping this uh, wrapping this episode up. A um, couple of just a quick uh, more points uh, that I'm excited about. Uh, Fraggle Rock Remastered returning to HBO. Uh, so excited mm-hmm. for Mercury to sit down and see it because he is digging the Muppet show right now. Like we've very cool. Yeah, we burned through one DVD with uh, John Denver on it. Um, uh, who else was on there? Harry Belafonte was on that one. And next up, we've got um, uh, John Cleese uh, episode uh, coming. I got to find the Mark Hamill episode though for him, just to give him a little bit of a Star Wars uh, fix. But uh, of course, yeah. Uh, thoughts on yeah he totally he totally loved Swedish Chef too Swedish Chef was trying to eat a squirrel and he was like Mercury's like why are you trying to eat a squirrel (laughs) he's like squirrel's not happy it's like nope he's not buddy (laughs) guys excited for Fraggle Rock to come back or well James because I guess your daughter is probably well beyond that in fact she's Sounds like she's uh, into uh, some more serious pastimes. Now. She's she's moving beyond that. You know, she's <laughs> right the Fraggles. They did a Fraggles cartoon or a comic book. Right. She read that. Hmm. She'll probably sit and watch it. But I think she's she's right now. She's more interested in the the uh, uh, like Legends of Tomorrow and and yeah. uh, Supergirl, and she's right into that. You know, she's she's passing on everything but the Flash. You know, the only one that she won't sit and watch is Arrow. Right. And that's, is it getting yeah. that bad? No, no. She just she is she didn't watch the early ones. She just finds it a little too violent. Mm. She watched it last year, but she she likes the other ones. Right on. Those are that's destination. That's sit down and focus. You know, it's the only time that she puts the phone down. Oh, <laughs> she's gonna. She'll be... sit there. Oh yeah. You got yourself a teenager on the way. Oh, got... <laughs> yeah. Your little guy. I think your little guy is gonna like her. Rocker. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, right now, it has to have music in it. Of course, he's eight months old, so he's not really watching anything. But uh, anything with music in it, he's 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 listening to, and so he'll be into the theme song, and we'll see where it goes from there. He'll be down at Fraggle Rock. Uh, well, TV, um, we watch a show. I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I can't remember, though. We watch a show called The Beat Bugs. Yes. And The Beat Bugs. Yeah, so it's all. It's really quite cool, actually. I don't mind as an adult watching it because it's this you know group of little bugs who all have their own characters and whatnot, and they tell stories, but all the episode titles are Beatles lyrics. And oh, they cool. they mix in a Beatles, their own ver- uh, version of a Beatles song in every episode. Right. So, and they have some rather famous uh, people um, guest singing uh, in some of the episodes. James Corden did an episode. Pink did an episode. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so they've had some cool um, guest speaker, guest singers come in and sing uh, for some of the episodes and the stories are cool sometimes they do um, extremely literal uh, version um, uh, stories around the songs like they did a song, they did a version about uh, one of the characters, they're all little kids and one of the characters couldn't sleep having nightmares, so they wanted to go see 
which eventually we'd call like a holistic healer, but her name was Lucy the Dragonfly, who has the kaleidoscope eyes. Oh. And they sang oh. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and they talked about um, uh, going across the river and seeing the dan- the dandelion fields that are the flowers that grow so high. And, and uh, it, it was very literal um, to what, I mean, the song obviously is an acid trip, but <laughs> we... Uh, but uh, they took it very the journey to go and find Lucy, um, the dragonfly. They did. They very literally followed the storyline uh, of the song, and it was quite cool. I've I've loved it. I think it's hilarious. Nice. Um, so he watches a little bit of that, and uh, the only other one that we've uh, that he's sitting paid a little bit of attention to is the octonauts. Oh yeah. And they're, they're a group of undersea explorers that uh, they learn about a different undersea creature every week and they sing about it right on. at the end when they do their creature report at the end of every episode they're only like 12 minute episodes see that's forward so that's 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 forward it's about all he's into this far. <laughs> forward thinking they don't even have to write an essay or anything about it let's sing about what we figured out exactly. and what we saw nice yes uh all right so finally uh wrapping this up with um, big news out of the United States today, other than Donald Trump, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, jeez. Billy Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I... Anyone feel sorry for that guy? Uh... <laughs> no. Uh... I didn't even know he still had a job, and I saw a press release that he's been let go by E or Entertainment, whatever, whoever he NBC, is. NBC, the all Today in, Show. Today Show. I was like, he still was working? <laughs> I can't. Well, they, they suspended him last week, but I, I just like somebody actually pointed out, they said the Today Show and NBC has higher standards for their staff than people <laughs> running for the, the office of president. Yeah. Oh, man. So other than the, the Trump avalanche train that is happening and probably will continue to happen for a little while longer. Anyway, um, got to give it to Obama here. Signed a bill, signed a law in the United States right now that uh, uh, will ensure that there will be more change tables in men's bathrooms. I don't know if you guys have ever had that problem uh, where you walk into a bathroom and there is no change table for your kids. It drives me bonkers and including like some pretty um some pretty well-established uh restaurants and uh, uh places like that where it's like so like i think it was oh it was a subway that uh sarah and i stopped at and you would think you know subway you know there's got to be even in like their all for one bathroom there's got to be a change table in there no there wasn't like i was so mad even oh, oh, all for one uh, was it no costco had one i think but it was a really like but uh, have you guys ever have, have you guys had that problem or and what did you I, I don't recall having that problem but then again if I did it would be the, the large table and just set up shop there <laughs> but uh, uh, the only places where it became an issue for us when we were uh, when we drove a couple weekends we did a, a couple weekends ago we did a wedding in Montreal and we drove and the en routes had a parent, a nice. family washroom. So they had men's, women's, and then the family washroom that had uh, a, a well-equipped change table that had a hydraulic thing on it to change the height and everything. So it was uh, there was no problems there. So I haven't come across the 
Yeah. Chain, no change table. I think it was Ashton Kutcher like a while ago had posted uh, uh, a rant about uh, how there had to be more change tables for you know for fathers and stuff like that in the in the men's rooms for their kids. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're not going to have a family washer. Then yeah, but it's like it's awesome that he did it. But at the same time, it's like he had to make this a law. It had to become a law to get this done. It's like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> well, you, you're starting to see he's sitting back going, "Hey, you know what? I got a couple yeah, more weeks left. I got a couple of checkboxes. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Say no? <laughs> squirrel scoot, uh, squirrel suit skydiving yeah. coming up. Bathroom, uh, bathroom change tables check. <laughs> You know, Hawaiian shirts, Jack, <laughs> kind of thing. So, but yeah. So, if you've ever had any problems with change tables, not having one, and coming up with a creative solution to it, we'd like to know. Uh, are you excited about Fraggle Rock uh, coming back? Are you looking forward to more trailers, more Marvel shenanigans? From Netflix and superstar talent joining the shows. Are you really, really embarrassed by some cast party thing that happened to you in the past? You got drunk and you hooked up with that person you know you shouldn't have hooked up with. I'm looking at you, guitar guy, hooking up with that, uh, hooking up with that other person there. You know who you are. <laughs> But if you want to share some of these stories and uh, share some of your insights and give us some feedback into our podcast, you can reach us at uh, Facebook. You can go to www.facebook.com backslash Geeks with Kids podcast. Uh, at Twitter, we're at uh, Geeks with Kids CN. Uh, find us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher. Go to our website, www.geekswithkids.ca. You can email us there. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be throwing on some more articles and we're going to be putting up uh, a lot more stuff hopefully soon. It's been a busy week for everybody this week, but, yeah, the content is uh, rolling out. And uh, I just want to send a, uh, a hearty thanks out to Marty and James tonight for uh, being on uh, tonight and yeah, sharing their insights. It's our pleasure. And yeah, always. with that... Have a good night, everybody. Majram, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>